ladies and gents, welcome to the Moss Outdoorsman with our man, Randall Moss, the small town boy from Gastonia who became a man, a husband, and a father. The six sport, that's right, six sport athlete who became a hunter, a fisherman, and an outdoorsman. You know, sometimes when the balls start bouncing, as he would say, you gotta find something to give you that brush. And boy, oh boy, did my man find something in hunting, fishing, and the outdoorsman life. Now he's giving you tips and tricks so that you could be on top of your game. So now, without further ado, y'all give it up for the host, Mr. Brown Redneck himself, Randy Moss. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Randy, a.k.a. the Brown Redneck. We about to shoot episode six of the podcast. On the day, we're going to talk about uh, hunting deer with dogs i got my fam in the back marcus mooney the poet also i got reese reesey cup baker so uh y'all stay tuned man it's getting ready to be a good show reese go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself yeah so uh yeah you like like you said i'm reese baker and uh <clears throat> i was born and raised in in north carolina um hounds is something that uh that's, that's something i got introduced to when i was about five years old and it's been everything from coon hounds to beagles to deer hounds and <clears throat> i probably got started in it uh in hunting in general probably 43 years ago um and it's, it's stuck and stayed ever since then i uh, fell in love with it um <clears throat> I heard my first pack of deer hounds run when I was five years old. And from that moment on, I knew that that was going to be a part of who I am, a part of my life from there on out. Because I told my daddy that day, daddy, I want some deer dogs, you know, so. Man. And uh, we've been doing it ever since. Fam, that is phenomenal because at five years old, I was still watching Bambi. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's big things right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I was still watching Baby too, but you know, I had I had mixed feelings about everything. But uh, <clears throat> we we came around. <laughs> say when, say but, when you um, heard them dogs open up, you got hooked. Man, look, <clears throat> it was a wrap. It was over. It was it was over. It was. Uh, I knew. Um, I mean, me and my brother both standing there. You know, we we knew it was something that we loved. I mean, you, you feel that initial adrenaline rush and, you know, people here, you know, feel that, that rush at different times in their life. You know, uh, we were little and, and, it, and we got the fever then and, and it was over. The buck fever. <laughs> buck fever. Hey, I, I shake when I see it though too. <laughs> hey, me too. Me too. Off the chain. <laughs> yes, sir. That, uh, <clears throat> But yeah, it's just uh, um, I've been involved in and around it, you know. Uh, and I'm a third generation, maybe fourth. Um, I'm, I don't really know how far back it goes uh, in my dad's side of the family, but I know my papa was out, and <clears throat> he had more or less. He had uh, rabbit dogs and, and coon dogs, and uh, and my daddy had same and um, a few few deer hounds over the years. Um myself you know when i i finally got to a place to where i, I had a place i could handle you know having a pack of, of deer hounds 
and probably I would say uh, 15, 20 years ago is when I first got uh, got my hands on my first couple of beer hounds. So how how personal, like as and, far as your relationship with with your with your dogs, like how personal does it get? Like d- does it get to a point to where you can tell like which one is which from a bark, or you know, or you know, like how how intimate does that relationship get? Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, most most good houndsmen know they could have they could have a pack of pack of twenty hounds, and they're they're gonna know, you know, uh, which hound is which individually. That's remarkable. Um, even when they're all running at the same time, a good houndsman is, is tuned in to his hounds. He's go, he's gonna be able to pick out which hound is which, and and you know, and, and as far as how they're barking on the on the track, or you know, uh, yeah, they they you can tell, you can tell. It's a lot a lot of us have a real uh, close relationship, close bond with our hounds. That's remarkable. I can barely tell my kids' voices apart. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's 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 really that's special, right there, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk to the people about for the people that's never experienced it before. What is dog hunting mm-hmm. slash? How does dog hunting work? How does it work? Yes. Well, I mean, you know, it just depends because there's, uh, you know, different different clubs. Uh, you know, do it do it different ways. I mean, you got you got your your old school style like we do it, where we will line out standards around the block, um, a, a huge perimeter, um, and then you have one or two drivers, maybe three or four. You know, just depending on how many different guys have the hounds and if they if they walk their hounds in or if they cast. So, so what exactly do you mean by cast? Okay, so basically, when somebody they have cast hounds, what they do is turn them out and they they let them go on their own. They don't walk them in into the block and walk the you know or drive the ticket okay. with with their hounds. You know, they just they just kind of let them go out and do their own thing. <clears throat> um. So, and then you got and this and this will get to your question. You know about cast. You got guys that that don't necessarily line blocks and which what we like to call run and gun. And, you know, you got, you might have several guys in their trucks with hounds. They turn them out uh, into the block. And when they jump, they, they drive around to try to cut the, the deer off like that. You know, okay. um, I, I've never done it that way. And, you know, that's um, some guys like it. Some guys don't. Um, I, I can't speak on whether or not that's uh, something I would like because I've never done it. Okay. Okay. So how but, uh, how do you do it? We do we do the uh, the uh, the old school way. We we you know set out standards around a, a big perimeter. We pick out a, a nice ticket or whatever we think deer might be better down. And uh, you know once we get the blocks all lined up, we get the block all lined up around the perimeter. We'll find a spot that we, you know where we want to uh, you know dump the hounds and. Uh, we'll have the guys that, that drive that walk in with the hounds. You know, we'll <clears throat> we'll uh, turn them out and let them walk them in. And it's not they're not uh, basically what they're doing is is going in and 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 talking to them, encouraging them. And, and they, they you know they don't have to do that, 
you know, you know, it's just something. It's just it's 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 an art to it. You know what I mean? Okay. So what what types of dogs are used? Uh, well, like me, I have uh, tree tree stock hounds. Um, so mine are tree and walker and plots. Uh, you, you got guys that use uh, other tree stock dogs like blue ticks and red bones and black and tans. Um, then you got guys that, that like fox walkers, and that's pretty common uh, when you get you know a little further east in North Carolina. Uh, fox fox walkers are Julys <clears throat> or running walkers is how they you know refer to them. Uh, they're they're a faster bred type dog, and they're they don't they don't much put their noses to the ground. They wind <clears throat> their uh, the game more so than uh, they might put the head down, scoop a little scent, and keep, but they roll. They keep rolling. Hey, bro, can I throw a question in there, Eddie, man? Yeah, go ahead. You, you, you know, I'm a novice at all this stuff, man. So you, this is fascinating for me. So I'm I'm learning all the way around, right? So I, I got to ask yeah, you, man. I got to ask you, bro, like, when do you first start, um, you know, putting your dogs out in the field? And what, what kind of stuff do you do to get them ready for the field experience? Okay, well, <clears throat> it depends. I mean, for me, I, I breed and raise and train all of mine myself. You know, I, I got my own stock. I don't buy or trade or, or sell hounds. Nice. Um, so what I do, um, when they, man, when they're old enough to get on their feet and start walking around, I start taking a little scent over there and talking to them, letting them on a rag and letting them play with it and tell, you know, tell them, talk, you know, what you want to do as early as possible when, when they can retain, you know, uh, the information and uh, <clears throat> catalog what they're smelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to get it ingrained in them as, as, as soon as you can. As, so a lot of times when they're, when they're up on their feet, they're just little bitty puppies. Um, I'll, I'll start talking to them about it then and letting them smell either deer legs or some deer scent that I purchased. That's dope. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I'll use tinks. That works just as good. Um, so then what I'll do from there, um, when they're old enough to really get their feet up under them, when they get about, I don't know, two and a half, three months, around that time, I'll start putting them in the dog box and I'll take them out to a, a field and to the woods and I'll just walk with them and drag a rag with the scent on it or a deer leg and uh, start getting them acclimated to the outside then and riding early you know <clears throat> so just listen so, to you uh, talk it it sounds like it's a uh a lot of hard work science and dedication oh, oh, there ain't no doubt about it it's it, there's that it's definitely an art form um not anybody can just you know take a, a beagle or any of the hounds that i've mentioned and uh train them to you know be deer dogs you know so you got to know what you're um, doing it's definitely something, yeah it's definitely something you got to you know, you can learn it. You can learn the process pretty quick. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's not rocket science, but you can get it down to a science to, you know, and guys, some guys have different expectations of their hounds. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. You got guys that are just casual hunters. You know, you got guys that are just joy hunters. And me personally, my expectations are that they, they got to do exactly what I want them to do, you know. So it sounds like uh, so to you it's then, a it's a lifestyle. It is, man. It is. I 
<clears throat> I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but as far as like when after the three and four months, when they get around five months, I will take out a couple of my older, slower dogs and we'll go on to the big woods and let them <clears throat> let them older dogs uh you know, jump some deer and they'll they'll you know, and I let them go with them. Uh sometimes most of the times when they're that young, not not all the time. I've had them <clears throat> go with them and stay with them. But usually when they're that young, they're not gonna really open up. They just kinda hang around and smell around and watch the older dogs and listen to them and then try to figure out what they're doing, you know. Uh, you got some guys that train them on rabbits. Um, some guys train them on uh, in a pen on rabbits, and then that, that's effective. It's very effective. There's a lot of, lot of guys that I know have trained their pups on rabbits, you know, let them sight race it and, uh, <clears throat> and then central it. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's real effective. That's not anything I've ever done. Because me and, you know, my, my dad raised me, you know, rule of thumb is, you know, one game and one game only, you know. Uh, if they run anything else besides the deer, I mean, that's, they're, they're running trash for me. And for some guys, they're not, you know. That's someday I just call that a meat dog. I want mine game specific. Nice. So in, in your it's opinion, me. what are the best dogs to use? On deer? Yes. Um, well, well, here, you know, it, it depends. It depends on what kind of terrain you have. Okay. It depends on how big of tracks that you, you, you're able to run. You're like, if you're running smaller tracks of land, um, you, you, you probably, you know, would want to use some beagles because they, they won't move as fast. And so, therefore, they won't move the deer at quite as fast. Um, when you got a small track, you don't you don't want to push them out of there too fast. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Um, right, and so you know, and it just it just it's according to what you like. And like you know, for me, I I, I like my tree stock. I, I like their mouths better. You know, um, I like that they got a little more grit. They're not quite as docile as you know running walkers or fox walkers. Um, but there again, it depends on the terrain. If you're running swamps, you know, those tree stock dogs, the tree and walkers, uh, plots, blue ticks and things like that, they they do better in swampy areas than most. Okay. <clears throat> um, you don't you don't want to use beagles in an area where it's, you know, a lot of swamp, whole bunch of water, because you know, they got short legs. <clears throat> you know. That makes sense. Um, and that, that brings me to a question, man. Like, you know, when, when you have them out there in the field, what are some of the, the dangers that you look out for as far as, you know, trying to protect your, your hounds? Uh, well, you know, anything can happen out there. You know, uh, you know the, some of the dangers could be some inexperienced hunters. You know, oh, you got, man. yeah, yeah. We've had situations like that where <clears throat> you know people just shoot because they they hear something, and you know, of course, they never came back. Oh, um, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, safety first. Yeah, definitely safety first. Oh, man. always, always, always. Um, I, it's the first thing. The, the, the first rule of thumb is if you can't see it, then why? There's no reason to shoot. You know, especially if, if you're in a county that's uh. Or, or on some land as buck only, you can't shoot unless you see horns, you know, mm -hmm. unless you see a rack. 
So there's no point in, you know, you just, it's, it's about being smart. I think some people just get excited, uh, you know, when they're out there and inexperienced and get trigger uh, happy. But that's still no excuse. Yeah, they get trigger happy and that adrenaline hits them. And, <clears throat> and that's, you know, that's understandable, but you still can't take that chance. You know, um, another thing is highways. And, you know, this day and age, there's a lot more roads and highways. Yeah. Um, and there's always the possibility you're going to lose one like that mm. or two. Um, I've lost a couple. And, and the roads and the highways before. And uh, <clears throat> it's just kind of something that you, you prepare, you're you already mentally prepared because those things are, are going to happen at some point in time. Yeah. No way around it. And then, then you got guys, you got some rogue hunters out there that'll steal your dogs, you know? Oh, man. Say what? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just, a, that's just a, uh, that's just a, a reality, man. I mean, that's out there. Um, especially if somebody knows you have good dogs, man. They'll, they'll scoop them up. And, you know, you got like a, a $250, $350 tracking collar on there. So it's like a, a double win for them, you know? Um, that's crazy. I'm glad you I'm mentioned so that. Let let the people know how you keep up with your dogs and, and see what's going on with them for the people that don't know. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> we have, you know, we have Garmin GPS tracking systems, and there's other brands out there, but I'm going to speak about the one I use because that's the one I know about. Um, so, but, yeah, to go back further in time, but, you know, we didn't have the GPS. We had uh, what we call beep beep systems and basically what that is is uh telemetry uh like wildlife is you know and it's like this huge antenna you fold out and and you got a box that beats and like the closer you get the louder you know to the hound the louder it gets and quicker it gets so you know what they're in that general vicinity and that was pretty hard it was pretty pretty still kind of tough to find your hound like that but you knew they were in that general area um before that, all the all you had was your built-in GPS, which was your ears. <laughs> you know, that's, that's you roll the window down and you listen. Man, you that sounds like you know. trying to find a needle in a haystack, huh? <laughs> oh know? man, it was. Sometimes you ride around, man, all night long. You know, trying to hear your dogs, and you know, that's tough. You, people lost a lot of good dogs back in them days, but. Um, a lot of times, you know, back then, hounds were more used to having to find their way back. They they didn't have somebody coming around the other side to cut them off because you didn't know where they were going to cross. You just had to stop and listen. So, but usually hounds back then were more accustomed to having to find their way back to where they were turned out. And most of the time, if you go back the next day, that hound would be laying right there where you turned them out. Oh, wow. uh, a lot of times, yeah, um, <clears throat> a lot of the old times we would take, you know, a jacket or a shirt, piece of clothing, hang hang it maybe on a limb right there or lay it in the, uh, in the uh, side of the dirt road. And the hound, most of, most of the time back then, he'd be curled up on that shirt right there. That would be a good thing so, for us because I, I got an uncle, man. All his GPS is broke. He can't hear or see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to, you have to put, you might have to put a uh, shot collar on him, wouldn't you? <laughs> but uh, that way, that way you can, you can hear and listen to see where he's at then. But uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, man. So what I use is a, uh, um, I use a, uh, now I got a, a Garmin, um, uh, 200 Astro, not Astro, um, Alpha 200. <clears throat> and, uh, the collars are, uh, TT 15 X's. And so what, what it does, what it allows you to do is look at the screen on your handheld and you can see exactly where your hounds are. Um, it shows roadways, uh, bodies of water, um, even even the terrain of the land. Man, that sounds pretty like high tech. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm gonna tell you what, man. It's it's been a dream come true for a lot of a lot of the older houndsmen. Uh, a lot of younger cats coming up are are pretty much used to it. But for us, man, it was like it was it, it blew our mind to be able to see exactly where our hounds were. You know. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, it's um, so that's what I use, and and I just recently purchased uh, the collars that that have uh, track and train. That way, you know, <clears throat> I can put them on there and train some young hounds, you know, to do what what they need to do uh, when they don't listen to my voice command. Um, you just you know you can put it on tone, and you you get them used to that tone. They hear that tone with the voice command, and you can turn them around. And it's got a little bit of shock in there, you know, and you can turn that up according to, you know, the individual dog. Some dogs don't respond as well as others, you know. So, uh, so where, where exactly can you use dogs to hunt in North Carolina? <clears throat> well, if you go, if you look into the uh, North Carolina sport, uh, not North Carolina sports and wildlife, uh, look into regulations book. Okay. It'll show you mainly it's, it, there, there's a there's a line that goes. I think it starts from Caswell County, and it goes down. Let's see, cuts all the way back into Raleigh. There's you know the bordering counties on Virginia after Caswell County you can run dogs in. Okay. <clears throat> but it's mainly it's going to be mostly a little bit of Central North Carolina, uh, North. Central and South Central, and then mainly East, mainly in East Central. You know, in the East Central part, uh, from from Virginia to South Carolina, the you know on the coast, you, I think you can run deer dogs. Um, but if you go into North Carolina wildlife uh, regulations book, there's a there's a section in there that shows you where you can run dogs, mainly. So as as far as you know, like why why wouldn't they be able to be ran in other areas? Like is it is it safety for the animal? Is it is it something with the terrain, the deer? Like what what are some reasons why you would be prohibited from running dogs? Honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, like in my county, I, I can't run deer dogs in my county. Um, I don't know why that became a law. Um. I don't know if it was because I know, you know, when it when you couldn't when the law was passed, there was plenty of land around here. And Randy, you know, as well as I do, uh, what Caswell County looks like mm -hmm. and Catawba County used to look like Caswell. Mm. And but it was still, still wasn't legal. So I, I don't know if it was I don't know if it's a political thing or or what. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't answer that one for you. Gotcha. Interesting, man. Very interesting. So what what weapon and ammo is used when you're running uh, deer dogs? 
<clears throat> um, mainly, there again, you know, that's that's under the discretion of each hunter, but mainly we use uh, uh, shotguns, you know, uh, 10, 12, 16-gauge, 20-gauge. Uh, um, and, you know, if you get further down east, and some of those guys, they, they'll use a rifle because they, you know, they, they got long-range shots down there. And, uh, but mainly, yeah, we just, we just, and then for, it's for safety purposes for us. I won't allow anybody to hunt with us that, that's using a rifle. Cause you got dogs in the woods, you got standers out there and you got drivers also in the woods, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. That makes um, sense. so yeah, so it's, it's a safety issue, but a rifle bullet obviously travels a lot farther and has more power. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's just according to what, what each group or club allows. Um, but we don't do it. We don't do it, but yeah, mainly shotgun and some get some of the guys will use two and three quarter, uh, buckshot. And some will use three inch or three and a half inch, uh, magnum. Two. I know them magnums kick. Nah, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> hey, that, that'll make a main out of you. Hey, you better. Hey, you might go ahead and set you an appointment for Ortho on that Monday. <laughs> oh, man. like who you been fighting? Good crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that three and a half mag will whoop you. Yes, sir. That thing ain't no joke. Even coming out of that semi-automatic, it's gonna put something on you. <laughs> Have you shooting up in the air? They kick so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. man. That's it. It's, it's, I, I love it all, though, man. You know, even even the good days, even the bad days, I still love it. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's it's definitely with my experience with it, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I know, shoot, I met you several years back. You know, I was just in the woods hunting yeah. in Caswell County. You was like, "Hey, you want to yeah. hunt with us?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that day, man. That was that was pretty cool. It was we saw you that one time before, and uh, and you, you came with us, and then I. I I think it was, I don't know if it was the following year or two years later, I came up on you again <clears throat> down in, in, the, in the L section. Yep, in the L block. Yep, in the L block back in there. You was way back in there. And we only had, uh, shoot, man, I don't even remember six people with us that day. And we dropped them anyway. <laughs> we, we had to dump them. <laughs> I'm telling you. But uh, <laughs> say turn them loose, turn them loose. That that's Dave. That's how that is, Dave. Ah, come on, let's go. Turn them loose. <laughs> so man, Dave, I don't care. If it... <clears throat> yeah, David, like I don't care if there's one or 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 twenty of us. We going. Shoot that that day when we was down in the L block. That day it was uh seven or eight of us when your pops turned the dogs loose and you killed that uh. That seventeen point. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It was just—I think it was seven of us, and uh, 
It was me and you. Me and you were the last two standers. Mm-hmm. Back there, wrapped around. I, I thought, sure, them, them deer usually go exactly where I was sending you up through there. Um, but I have, I have not, I have seen bucks come out that backside where I was too. So hey, you should already know me. I ain't got no shy bullets. I'm gonna let them rip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I knew that. I know boss is gonna let it go. Boss is gonna let it go, Jack. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, but I remember your daddy hollering, "Look out, big buck, big buck." Yes, yes sir. Look out! Look out! Look out! <laughs> Man, I, I still get chill bumps now thinking about, you know, hearing my daddy, man, hearing him say that, you know. <clears throat> man, yeah, you sent yeah, that, that you sent that thing down through there. You said it's what, about 100 yards? Man, it, I, it was about 110, 120. My daddy's like, oh, shit, it wasn't that far. Like that. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, daddy, let me show you where I was standing now. And I, I, said, I said, you stand right here. Where we found the hair, where I initially hit him the first time, and I'm gonna walk over there, you know, to where I was standing. <clears throat> I walked all the way up through there. And said, Damn, damn! I believe it was about 120 yards. <laughs> <laughs> he's just grinning, though, you know. <laughs> Daddy always, man. He was always he's he was always happy when we were out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was about it was about 110, 115, somewhere in that range. You know, we couldn't couldn't really mark it off but it, it was it, it was a long shot but hey that Ithaca that 12 gauge Ithaca she she could get down but <laughs> she could she, she could go yes sir she could she could reach out there and touch him yes sir yeah. yes sir what's your uh what's your gun of choice these days what you shooting um man you know my brother blessed me with a uh a 12 gauge Stoger M3000 for for uh Christmas mm, uh, a that's couple a, years ago. That's a nice gun right there. Yes sir, and I I've, I've enjoyed that gun. <clears throat> I've enjoyed it a lot. Um it's probably it's probably one of the better shooting guns that, that I've had, you know, personally. Um I still have, you know, we got several here sometimes, you know, that I'll, I'll use but that's that's my main one though. Yeah, that that Stoger is a good gun, man. I know I've had experience before yeah. shooting that M thirty five hundred, and now I shoot a, a ATA. I know I always uh, when I shoot them, I make sure I got a full choke in there, and I'm shooting buckshot. Sometimes I like to stagger my bullets. Um, I yeah. might throw some yeah. ones in there, some fours, you know, and then throw some right. double and some right. triple. Put something on him. <laughs> Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah, them ones. Yeah, you can get through that. Get a little bit, through, a little more brush cover with those. But yes, sir. I, yeah, and like you said, I know moss. Moss will cut loose right quick. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So why why do you dog hunt? Well, I, I it's. For me, like like you you know you you mentioned earlier, it's a lifestyle. Um, okay. I grew up doing it. Uh, I love it. I fell in love with it at a young age, and it also it's it's a tradition. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's deep. It's a uh, <clears throat> for me, and that, at this point in my life, uh, I'm not as I'm not really as much interested as 
you know, harvesting a deer as I am listening to my dogs perform and work, you know. That's mainly what I'm interested in. Of course, I want to put some meat in the freezer. I mean, who don't, you know, if you're a hunter, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening to them dogs work and watching them work and then uh, put, putting a, a, a run together, you know, working out the track and, and putting it together and then they're rolling with it. And everybody's sounding all, you know, on all cylinders. That's that's why that's why I do it. Um, and it, and it goes back to the work that I put in with them starting at a young age, and then to watch them develop and blossom uh, into what they are. You know, when they get older and what they are now. <clears throat> that's man. That's that's to me. That's beautiful. That tickles my soul, you know, to hear my hounds do do the work, you know, that they were trained to do. Nice, man. I, I gotta ask, man, what what what's um what's your best day so far? What, what was like or a memorable day? Put it that way. He's like, man, that was a good that was a good day. Oh man, let me see. Uh there's a bunch of those, buddy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to pick one out. Let me see. Uh, for, you know, for me personally or just for, like, my family and the group of guys we hunt with? I mean, either or, um, you know, you, you know, you know it yourself or either or. Probably for me personally, I, dang, it's hard to say. I would say uh, personally for me, the, my best day was uh, – uh, when, when, uh, <clears throat> when I killed that 17 pointer, Randy brought up, um, nice. Yeah. I mean, cause that's, that's my personal best with, you know, in front of my own dogs, you know, so that, that, I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. No, sir. Um, a 17 overall, point North Carolina on public land. Yeah. They're up there though. I mean, you know, hey, but it's a moose yeah, up there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I've seen them. The biggest buck I ever saw in my life was up there. Um, <clears throat> but as, as a group, as a club, um, there's been several good days. I would say uh, two, two, what was it, two, three years ago, all on public land, we probably accumulatively knocked down, ah, uh, man. I think it was close to fifty six that season. That was a that was a good that was a great season. Did y'all leave anything else uh, to anybody else? Good crazy. Say <laughs> so y'all was setting the woods oh, yeah. on fire. Yes, yes, sir. And 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 you know, we did that, you know, uh as a group. We it wasn't all in front of hounds. I mean it was some of it was uh when we were camping. And we were doing man drives. Um, you talking about down there in Yawari? Yes, sir. That right there, yeah, man. That that was a that was just a good season, you know, as a group as a whole. Um, one of the other most memorable hunts is going to be in December in 2020. We had a uh, dedication hunt for my father. And uh, oh, <clears throat> that's nice, man. That's yeah, nice. yeah. And so, yeah, Moss was there. Yeah, Moss that was, was there that, that was a good hunt. 
Yeah, Gary knocked down that, that that big nine. Yeah, that was a nice buck. Yeah, man. And so, you know, that was special for me is because this one of the guys got to get a nice I mean that that that's that's about almost a trophy deer he got. Definitely. Uh I would say it is. I it would is. say it is. It is. I mean, a <clears throat> beautiful nine pointer, man. Chocolate rack. Nice and nice, doggone uh, symmetrical. Yeah, man, and heavy, heavy rack. Mm-hmm. Wide, tall, and uh and just so happened, you know, my father's name was Gary, and the guy that killed the bug with his name was Gary. Oh, and man, so I, that's dope. I, I, I you know, that's that's you know, that was I don't know if you want to call it a coincidence or what you want to call it, but it, it was it, it it was the right thing to happen that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we we spiritual men, we spiritual men, bro. Hey, some stuff you just gotta you just gotta look up, bro. You just gotta look up. That's, exactly. Uh, there you go. There you go. So and that that was a great day. It was a great day. Uh, we, uh, me and, and and the cousins, me, my brother, and. Uh, our other couple cousins or whatever, man. At the end of the day, we got we had a good day. We got to we got to hug and cry about it, man. You know what I mean? And that's to me that's one of my favorite days. And uh, as far as you know, harvesting deer, man, um, those are good days. But those aren't. That's not always the, the best days. That's not what it's always. That's not what it's all about. You know, it's the camaraderie, the fellowship, um, everybody being out there together, cutting up, eating, talking about where we're going to go hunt next. You know, <clears throat> for me, I, I I look forward to the, the times in between hunts. Those are the best times right there. When we all come out and everybody comes out talking about, yeah, man, I saw this, I saw that. <clears throat> you know, some of them lying. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Get out there and start like, cracking what, the jokes. What you say you saw? Yeah, <laughs> man, you need to quit lying, man. You know that I'm wearing. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's a good time, man. It's a real good time, and you know we come out and you know gather up, eat lunch. You know that's that's fun, man. I met a lot of a lot of good people in the in the woods like that. Man, so, yeah, shoot, uh, I I killed my first deer running dogs with y'all. Well, oh yeah, yep, yeah. man, hey, <laughs> and then you talking about down in that field? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or that one, I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was, but. I'm like, dang, Randy, yeah, she hit that with a slug, man. Oh, yeah, shoot. That's when I was shooting. Uh, That was an old Winchester uh, 1100. It only had three shots in it, two and three quarter. My, uh, yeah. my grandma had actually bought that gun for my grandpa back in the right. 60s. Hey. That thing put a good pattern on that joke coming across that field. Man, I, pap, pap, I double tap. <laughs> hey, but you remember, you, you remember, you remember she, she told it, she told it that thing hundreds of yards. 
Yeah, I don't know how she did it. I I don't know. I don't know. I put uh, it right there in the Boilermaker. Yeah, you sure you did, man. You did. I'm like, dang, Margaret, man, what you shooting? (laughs) (laughs) I said, he said, buckshot. I said, man, you sure you didn't have a slug in that thing? (laughs) He's like, yeah, man, I'm sure. Great shot. It was a good, it was a good shot too, man. Good, real good shot placement on a running deer like that. Real good shot, man. Tell the people for the people don't know. Say them, them deer be rolling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially you know if the dogs are if they if the deer hadn't already got up and the dogs jumping, and they, that that deer is rolling, Jack. I mean you you better knock the safety off. You better get ready. Especially when you hear when you hear them hounds open up, boy, you better stand up. Matter of fact, for the people for ready. the people that don't know, let them know what it sounds like when the hounds open up. Oh man, let me see. How do you describe that? That's that's that's, that's, that's pure adrenaline. When when you first hear that that hound open up and say, "Man, if this first thing in the morning, a little bit of frost on the ground." Sun just peeking up, <clears throat> and man, and you hear that echo out through there. There you go. Get ready, man. There you go. <laughs> Daddy on the radio. Recently, <laughs> reason we all look out. He done jump. He jump. He done jump. <laughs> then all then you hear then you hear them all fall in there. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's, 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 there's really nothing like it, man. There's really nothing like it. Man, no, you got it's, a good group it's a whole different level of excitement and adrenaline, man. It is. It is. You know, it's kind of like uh, this. Basically, you know, if you're still hunting, you're sitting there on the sand. You hear, you hear a twig break, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> then all of a sudden you hear movement. Except when you hear that hound, you know, you know what's up. You know what's getting ready to happen. Yes, sir. They get, they getting ready to throw down, buddy. But uh, yes, yeah, I said, you know what, man? That that sound is unexplainable, really. It's, 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 well, I mean, a lot of us would call it music. Mm-hmm. And when they come together and put the band together, <laughs> if you have never done it, you need to at least experience it one time. I don't care <clears throat> what you know anybody's heard about it. There's a lot of miscon misinformation and misconceived uh, ideas out there about hound hunting and, and it's not a lot of it's not accurate um, and that's pretty unfortunate but you know the way it is sometimes hey tell the people what they got to do get out there and experience it for themselves well you need to get in touch first. You need to get in touch with somebody who's who's got some hounds. You know, who's got some good deer hounds. Uh, Facts. Or you can just get in touch with with, with, with Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Say hit old hit old Reese a cup up. That's right. Yeah, hit old Reese a cup. I'll take you out there and show you what it's like. What it's, <laughs> let you hear them hounds sing that that. You see, let them hounds croon. They croon, buddy. Matter of fact, go ahead and tell the people them. tell the people uh, your hunt club so they can reach out to you. And where they can find yeah, you? Yeah, it's uh, County Line Hunt Club, um, and I, I can be reached on uh, Facebook under Reese Baker. Um, 
<clears throat> and that's that's pretty much uh, uh, the only social platform I use. I do have a TikTok under uh, County Line dot seventy four. Okay, I got some videos on there people can you know look at and enjoy a little while you know. But uh, yep. So just look me up. Look me up on uh, on Facebook, Reese Baker. Yeah, no doubt. And yes, sir. You, You'll know it's me when you see it because I'm sitting there with a hound in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so say so we get out there and make some shake. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, all, all, all day long. Sun up and sun down. Yes, sir. Get yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, we, but, we um, definitely appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Most definitely. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I've I enjoyed it thoroughly. Hey, we we gonna jump back on here and do it again soon in the future. Um, I want to go ahead and give the people uh, the pro tip of the day. Um, if you're running dogs, I'm gonna tell you right now, you need experience using your shotgun and what ammunition you're gonna use. Learn the pattern of your gun. Right, right. That's right. But y'all, it's um, been a good one. Go ahead, go ahead and ask some, bro. What you about to say? Um, no, you know, when, whenever we do it again, um, I would, I would, you know, more or less I touch, touch base on, on hound care and, you know, how we, uh, how, you know, upkeep, uh, good feed, um, good medicines and stuff like that. So I'll be looking forward to that next time, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We looking forward to have you again. Yes, sir. But y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. So. It's been a great show. Love, peace, chicken grease. I'm out. Moss Outdoorsman was brought to you by Bobby Long and Alpha and Omega Bell Bobby, Randy Beach and AJ Voorhees, Crossroads Brand and MWD Outdoors, Todd Hare from the Hair Ranch and TNT Custom Calls, Mike Sumner from the Sumner Group, Alex Bryce, AB Lighting and Electrical, and Mark Kaufman from Kaufman Painting. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time for more pro tips and tricks on how to be the best outdoorsman that you can be. What's up, y'all? And thank you for tuning in to another great episode of The Moss Outdoorsman. Y'all know how we get it in, man. We had another wonderful call-in guest, my man, Reese Baker. And, yo, make sure y'all follow him on Facebook. That's Reese Baker, R-E-E-C-E, Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And then also, he is doing his thing on TikTok. So make sure you check him out there at countyline.74. And as always, we can't leave you without going to the most high for at least a little something, something from the word. So let's look at the A clause of Genesis chapter 2 and 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and all of the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. It is our responsibility as man to make sure that we govern what God has gifted us with when it comes to the beast of the field and to nature and do the right thing the right way.